everyone, and welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, the NaNoWriMo podcast with a silly name. I'm Wham James, whether I like it or not, and today we're talking to Tracy Wheatley. Tracy, hi, and welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, James. Thanks for hi. interviewing me today. Absolutely. Very excited to do it. So, Tracy, we've been talking to our five authors, the stars mm-hmm. of the show. <laughs> In October, we've been talking to them about their process, both their process for preparing for NaNoWriMo and also what they are working on for this project. So let's start there. What is your project that you are working on for NaNoWriMo? What are you planning on working on? So I haven't gotten very far into it. I did some of the prep one day at a coffee shop with my friend. It was the most like aesthetically pleasing day I've ever had. But the working title right now is The Inexplicable Phenomena of the Stars, which okay. might be changed. I don't know. But the idea was I really was thinking a lot about um, The Night Circus by Erin Mogenstern. Mm-hmm. And she wrote, well, her first draft was during NaNoWriMo one year. And it's just this really fantastic story about like this magical circus and I really like that kind of vibe that kind of so what I am thinking of is something like that but more space themed that the main character comes across and there's something else going on that I need to figure out yet so I haven't gotten very far in the planning but that's the idea okay and what and what is going into your process for planning it's the Mm -hmm. beginning of October as we're recording this you have a little under a month before NaNoWriMo starts what are you doing in terms of preparation or outlining what does that look like well at this very second now i'm panicking um <laughs> you said it's i'd like to lay weeks. out the timeline for you <laughs> like oh crap <laughs> no so what i started doing is kind of going through the nano prep and something i really discovered i've never written like a novel length work before everything I've written was either like a podcast episode or just short stories. And those are nice because they wrap up really quickly and you don't have to carry any narrative threads for very long. Right. So what I'm doing to prepare is that I, on the nano site for the prep, they have like a suggestion, which is where you take index cards and you just write like scene ideas on each one. And the idea is to get like 50 to 100 scenes or whatever their number is. I know minimum's 50, but just get scene ideas down and then you can start putting those in order even if they're contradicting whatever just get the ideas down and then you can start writing towards those scenes so you have like a scene or two to write every day for november to have that already plotted out so that's more of a loose outline I don't do okay. very good with really like structured outlines. I find the characters and things while I'm writing them. Mm. And then maybe I'll go back and do outlining. So it's kind of a back and forth. But I'm not going to have a whole lot prepped, I think, before November 1st. So this suggestion, is it part of a series on the NaNoWriMo site? Yeah, it's set up to be like seven weeks, but you can do it at your own pace. I just print it off and kind of work through it. It has suggestions for planning. And then it has character plotting, questions asked about characters. It's super helpful plotting scenes, plotting the whole like story. So it takes you through different story progressions kind of things like that. It does like different kinds of prompts. It's actually really cool. So I did do some of that, but... Yeah, so they have some suggestions in there. Oh, that's a really good resource for people that are getting a little panicked. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't looked at the Nano site and you intend to do Nano, definitely go to the official site because they do a whole bunch of stuff. So Very cool. Okay, so is this going to have a particular genre? Like, are you looking for more like a sci-fi thing? I'm much more of like a fantasy, magical 
element kind of writer. Okay. And horror. A lot of the short stories I've been writing lately have been horror. It just, it goes there and I'm not sure why, but I don't want this to be horror. I don't think, but I guess if it turns out that way, we'll take it as it comes. So. So are you thinking it's going to be more like kind of like a space opera sort of situation? I don't think so. I'm not really sure. I did some free writing and that has the main character like discovering this new like pop-up museum thing. Mm-hmm. And then she goes in and I really like I can picture like exhibits where it's just almost like you're walking among the planets kind of thing. Oh, nice. Oh, so I guess another thing I want to do for prepping is to just do research on like a lot of space information, I guess, and kind of pull from that to kind of blend like the whole fact and fiction and use that as a jumping off point because it's definitely not going to be factual, but to take some real things in and play with them like that. So, Okay, my questions are splitting into forks here. Yes. (laughs) I don't even know if I answered your original question. You you absolutely did. You absolutely did. So do you have named characters? No, I do not. Names have always fascinated me. Yes. So, so the process important. of picking names and like deciding on names is always really fascinating to me. So yes, they will be meaningful for sure. Okay. For something like this. Yeah. Like <laughs> hero stars museum visitor. Yes. That could be, I'm just, I'm just giving you free content. Just like there's one you already have knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's original. Okay. <laughs> you won't forget who the main character is. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so that'll come during November. You'll, are you going to, are you planning on like, okay, well, here he is. I guess let's give him the name. Is that sort of what you're doing? Or are you going to, is he going to, he, she, they, are they going to go unnamed for a while until inspiration strikes? Or what is, what is your plan for that? It might be a filler name for a while. So I was working on, I got maybe like 30 handwritten pages into a story and I changed the main character's name halfway through which was interesting I realized that like how I thought about the main character definitely changed with their name and I started writing her a little bit differently so I want to pick a filler name that still fits Right. So I'm writing the character in a way that I want it to be but so not something completely random but I don't want the pressure of sitting there trying to pick the perfect name and then I don't actually write anything because that's definitely something that I would do. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Right. It feels, I feel like I give you 50 to 60% odds. You're going to be like, okay, this character's name is this. But mm-hmm. better. This is just the filler name. Yes. We're going we're gonna to come up with a better name later. There's going to be a lot of vowels in it. That I can guarantee. <laughs> and then that's the character's name forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> All right. So my next question is, uh-huh. so this is set in our solar system? Yes. So it's on Earth. Okay. Oh, so, okay. All right. Yeah. It's going to be set in like regular world style. And so I'm really <laughs> The aliens drawing. really hate it when you call Earth regular world. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm making Earth the norm. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I have no other frame of reference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really like these questions because it's really making me think now what I'm actually doing because it's so... It's just all loose in my brain right now. Oh, good. So, yeah. So, it's like set in Earth and actually super drawn from the Night Circus's vibe. So, that too okay. is, I don't know, have you read it? I could pick it out of a lineup if all okay. the words were moved and just the covers were shown, but I haven't read it. <laughs> like, I can I like, I like can see black and white and red cover okay, yeah, right now in my then. head. Yep. <laughs> but I, I, I haven't read it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's like just... A lot of like how the magic system isn't really explained and it's not like a magical world. It's just it happens to be these small magical things woven into the world. And that's kind of what I want. Like it's 
Okay. The world looks really normal, but then you get into this one specific thing and it's like, whoa, like what's going on here? This is really cool. Yeah. Like very special. So have you ever read So You Want to Be a Wizard? No, I haven't. You should check so that you one want out. So You Want to it- Be a Wizard? So you want to be a, a wizard. It's sort of, I read it when I was young. I think it's probably sort of a pre-YA sort of deal. Mm-hmm. It's really good about the like, this is the real world. These are kids in the real world. And then all of a sudden they find a book that teaches them how to be wizards. Oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to add it to my Amazon list. You should. It's really, really, really good. And like, I really like that element mm-hmm. of like normal, normal, normal. I mean, like, that's why I love Stephen King, honestly, is because yeah. it's like, Everything about this world is normal, with the one exception that this is a magic Kindle. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that it sometimes seems like he's playing with, I'm going to write a completely normal story. Yes. Oh, crap, I'm almost done. All right, well, we'll just pop in a supernatural element here, mm-hmm. here, here, and here. Okay, Stephen King story, done. Yeah. Pay me. <laughs> I mean, I just watched, is it In Tall Grass, this uh-huh. movie oh. based on his on netflix but anyway the whole thing was like well i guess i don't want to spoil the movie but like nothing's ever explained it's just it's right the focus isn't on understanding the world it's just living in the world like you just accept what's happening and you're living immersion, in this world yeah. yeah and i like that so there was some writing thing that i read a long time ago that just really stuck with me and it's a piece of writing advice that says your story should always have a flux capacitor have you heard that before i don't i mean you know i'm on board right. with the back to the future ref but right so it's like in back to the future doc explains what the flux capacitor is marty's just like hell yeah that totally makes sense this you right. know it's not a thing it's not a real thing it it, it doesn't make any sense but that's the whole thing yeah. that drives the story and the plot and the characters right. just accept it you never have a character second guessing like oh why does this work so the audience never second guesses it so it's like right. you can have those things in your story that just don't make sense that's always going to happen but just don't have your characters second guessing it and it's just part of the story that's just a thing that happens so that's so cool what, yeah. what a cool thing i really like that when i was talking to rihanna we were talking about world building and how that's like super super tough yeah. I brought up something. I think it was Beth posted. One part of it was basically J.R.R. Tolkien created this whole rich world of like, yes. you know, all these races and all their interactions and all their, you know, thousands of years of history or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he could write a children's book. Yeah. It's an interesting way to look at that concept, what you're talking about, which is, yeah, all this exists, but you don't need to. That's not important. Yeah. How the flux capacitor works doesn't matter. Right. It's what makes time travel possible. And that's all you need. That's all you need to know. Right. You don't have a flux capacitor. That's why your car doesn't travel through time. We do. Ours can travel through time. <laughs> Done. Let's move on with the story. Perfect. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to have what Rihanna and I were talking about was like world building is important, but you kind of want it to not necessarily be just a big exposition dump. Right. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Right. You want it to be like when it comes up, but you have to do the work of the world building Right. Just so you know, as the author, you can write within the world. So your characters can casually mention things and make references right. to things. Yeah, exactly. Right. I like that a lot. But this is what you're talking about is really cool because it means that you can kind of, it's sort of like, uh, mm-hmm. I have a degree in chemistry, so all my <laughs> chemistry education is we see this phenomenon in the world. Here's the math. It's off by a factor of 2.1. Okay, well, there's a new constant in chemistry called the James constant. It's <laughs> equal to about 2.1 and that makes everything work and boom. There done. you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can so do that in your writing. So the flux capacitor is like the made up constant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Because for me, I know when I feel like I have to figure every single thing out and that just stops me from writing in the first place. And it's just, it's paralyzing. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't make up all this stuff. It's not going to make sense. People are going to pick out all the plot holes. And it's like, you just, you got to let it go and get something done. It's sort of like the opposite of a MacGuffin almost. Because like a MacGuffin is like a thing that everyone's trying to get, but it's never really, it doesn't matter what it is. Okay. And then... This, what you're talking about is like, we already have it. Mm -hmm. It's maybe not the opposite, but it's sort of like a different version of that same thing where it's like, this is just a, it's a plot device, honestly. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it's, I mean, the the plot isn't about the physics of Back to the Future. It's about this other stuff. Right. I think it's really cool to sort of just sort of side of your eye, side of your eye, point to the stuff that is really complicated. And then if it comes up, Mm -hmm. then boom, I happen to do magic. But we're not going to get necessarily into that. That's really cool. Well, hey, Tracy, is there anything that I haven't asked you that has been sort of on your mind when it comes to preparing for NaNoWriMo in October? I don't think so. I did remember that I have been kind of halfway doing Inktober. Right. So Inktober is more for like visual artists, I guess. Right. And so every day you get a prompt and you draw something or create something based on that prompt. And in our NaNoWriMo group, we've been doing it for writing. So I've been taking those prompts and, you know, writing short like microfictions or whatever flash fictions on it and stuff like that. And last night I got three of them done, which was awesome. And I like got this writer's high, which was love when that (laughs) happens. I wrote like 1300 words and like three little stories done. And I like put them out there, which was a really cool thing that I just, I never do since like the first podcast I did. That was like the only time I've really like put my writing out there. And I had my co-hosts to kind of lean on and we were a team and right. this is just me bearing right. my soul. And it's just terrifying. Like it doesn't really matter if no one likes it, I guess, you know, whatever, but it's still just like personal. It's very scary yeah. to put that out there for people to see, especially people I'm close to and I like, and I talk to every day and then whatever. Right. But my point is there's a point in here. The point is <laughs> that I've wrote like 1300 words yesterday and that's yeah. not even a day for Nano. It's it should be sixteen hundred. <laughs> I'm like God. How can I do this every single day? But I'm hoping it'll be a little different if I'm just continuing a story and I'm not yeah. spending time like trying to come up with new things for right. every scene, like characters and things like that. But it, it felt really good, so I'm really excited to do Nano. And like I have Google folders for Nano for the last three or four years. And I have them started and I get maybe a day or two in. I'm like, oh, I'm falling behind. I need to catch up. And then I do like 500 more words and then I just stop. So I'm really, really hoping. I mean, I have to. I'm doing this. I'm in a group that's very supportive. So yeah, I think that's the biggest piece of prep that I haven't done before is getting a group talking about it being very vocal that I'm doing nano, even like with my close local friends who aren't, you know, right. in my podcasting community and stuff like that. Like Your regular them, friends. Yes. My, my physical friends that are here <laughs> present with me at all times, like telling them that I'm doing this and you know, yeah. it's very, I think that's like the key thing I've been missing the last few years. Well, awesome. Yeah. I, I have nothing but high hopes for you guys and all of our friends that are doing NaNoWriMo this year. Mm-hmm. Me too. Tracy, where can people find you on Ooh. the internet? So I am on Twitter at Adil's Warlock. And I think that's about it for socials. And then I am on the Scavengers Network of podcasts on Apodolesma. I think that's awesome. it. And then this one. So. And then this one. Stick around. The most important yeah. one. Yes. 
Absolutely. Tracy, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. I'm really excited to to read what you come up with. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me because this is the best being asked questions about myself and also being called an author. So (laughs) (laughs) you are an author. My narcissism level. You wrote 1300 words yesterday. Woo. Just through the room. Anyway. (laughs) Awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. And Tracy, we will see you in November. Yes. Bye. Goodbye. What are you watching? Newsies. Oh, I love that movie. What minute are you on? What? What minute are you on? I think my favorite minute is probably minute 37. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just watching the movie. You know there's a way more intense way to watch Newsies. There is? Absolutely. Watch it minute by minute along with Newsies Minute. Oh, you mean the new podcast on the Scavengers Network. Yep. The one that we're the hosts of. Uh, well... Well, well, yeah. That sounds awesome. When do new episodes come out? Every weekday. Now that's good news. Newsies Minute. Soak them for crutchy. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.